Greetings, travelers. The following episode is of Listener Tales. Now, we do not read these ahead of time, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. Yeah. It's Nightmare November. Nightmare I, November. I almost I sing with this. I, I almost want to howl. It was very good. So, okay. yes. Well, that just, you just made it fucking weird. Do you want me to edit that out, Mark? Oh, hey, Bo. Nice. Thanks for joining us for this. So, uh, yeah, you, we, might, we might need a purge on that one. We'll just see. So. Sweet. Well, actually, you know, I think our <laughs> intro is almost eight seconds, so I yeah, think I we're think okay. We're okay. And then we got the trigger warning at the beginning of this one too, because yeah, it so is a listener question and listener it's... tales episode. So. I'm I'm super excited. I'm super excited because this first one was Bo. Yes. So Bo yeah. gets to be Bo part gets, of this. Bo gets thrown onto the fire here. So yeah, yeah it's uh, we got we got so many. Every time we do one of these episodes, we get, we get more. Up, it opens the floodgates, and you guys send us more, and we are thankful for that because. Hey, it's an episode where we just get to have fun and see what you guys want to talk about. And a lot of our episodes have come from these questions That's as true. ideas for future episodes. So, Bo, get your, you know, get your clickety clack ready here as we uh Is that the, That's the term for computer. <laughs> the uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say take notes, but you know, it's just easier that way. Uh just uh you know, for these are some of these are going to be people wanting us to do future episodes so that's you know callie giving us many an episode just from yes. these things so okay. so please listeners send us emails send us your questions you can go through the form at the website you can also send it to marketerietravels.com marketerieflorida.com and we will we will get to them so but i think we we've got so many we got to jump right in we do okay i'm gonna start i'm gonna go first okay greetings travelers oh greetings, greetings. greetings. okay <laughs> I have a question for Mark. Of course, oh. I start with one that uh, says hey. I have a question for Mark. Of course you do. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Where is the scariest place you've traveled to? Love the show, Peter B. Well, hello, Peter uh, well, B. Well, hello, Peter B. Uh, where is the scariest place you've ever traveled to? I have the answer, and I think it involves a dentist. No, no. It's <laughs> uh, you know, just pretty much I-4 at rush hour anywhere <laughs> in Tampa or Orlando. Yeah. Uh, but... That yeah, that honestly, that is the scariest places. But uh, Atlanta traffic is actually not scary because you just stop. Okay, but so, I think he know. actually wants a spooky. Place no, but but I... yeah, I know what he wants, and it's uh honestly, meeting Robert. You know, oh, Robert is probably the first time meeting Robert was pretty scary, but then actually getting to spend time with Robert. Thank you, David Sloan, Robert's keeper, for giving me a few private moments with Robert. That was that was terrifying. Actual places, Pavaria in Italy, the island, probably gave me the most nightmares. And the Dozier School for Boys in Florida. It's that's we're gonna do an episode. The real history Dozier. behind that is just yeah. I mean, it's 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 heartbreaking. It is. But it also I felt sheer panic. I'm sure yeah. there's there I'm were sure. moments of panic attacks there that were heaviness. And that will be the yeah. So that's yeah. That, those are a few. Uh, Erica, what's the scariest place you've ever? Traveled? I'm not. That wasn't asked to me. Somebody else has to write in. Oh, okay. Move on to the next one. Thank you, All Peter. Right. All right. Uh, this is from Pat. It says, uh, "Hi, Erie Podcast. Hello. Uh, hi. Uh, you mentioned creepy pasta a bunch, and I need to know who is your favorite one and why." 
I like Jeff the Killer. You should force Erica to read a bunch online. <laughs> so I actually want to point out, I have read a ton of creepypasta. Oh, have you? For the record. I even wrote a script where two investigators investigate creepy pastas coming to life for a tv show i have six episodes of that written oh wow yeah so pat <laughs> but i have what's the answer who's your favorite well i kind of have a love hate with creepy pasta because they were stealing so much from hellview on our website early creepy pastas were a lot of copy paste from the hellview website i was very upset about that that's what started as writing the Hellview books, which later became the Eerie Travels stuff. So it's so it's a love hate. They it was we were doing it out of so what's your number like, one love hate though? Uh I would say, well, you know, Slenderman is always you know the go-to for everybody. Jeff the Killer is pretty popular. That was my daughter's mm -hmm. uh Beth's favorite. I would think that honestly, I liked the dancing smile because he came from a Hellview story of the dancing gentleman ghost of Gulfport, and they just creepied it up even more than we did for our haunt and so i was like okay so somebody copy pasted our story and then made it even scarier so i was very happy with that so so that one that one hits close to home for me oh what about you the bunny man tale starts as a creepypasta back in the day on like an angel fire website um i also really like the uh I like the dancing smile man too. I love that video. I just aged myself by saying video. The YouTube <laughs> short. <laughs> the yeah, YouTube, YouTube short. short. Well, that was one year we had done that. We had that scene in Hellview and somebody's like, oh, you did this creepypasta. And I'm like, what the hell's creepypasta? And it was, we had done the story from the Gulf View spirit. And so, oh, they changed it and made it into a thing. And that's why I was like, okay, that's good. Hey, now, now we're a creepypasta haunted house all right whatever i'm gonna go with no deer oh the not deer yeah yeah yeah, yeah the not deer the not deer are terrifying yep yep and and the, i think they've actually manifested they have manifested i think some and of these I think slender man is manifested oh yeah too. some of these have. And there's a lot anyways Pat, you, i've already read and mark can nay force me to do a thing except for he kind of whines a lot about stuff and then eventually i give up so i don't have to hear about it anymore <laughs> okay so the next one, well, thank you for listening too, Pat. Yeah. Finn. Okay. Hello, travelers from Norway. Well, hello. Hello, Norway. Hi, Norway. My friends and I love your podcast over here. Oh, I'm so oh, happy to hear yay, that. Yay, yay. <laughs> international. So. Oh, my goodness. You've done something to me here, Finn. We have a monster called, I'm about to not pronounce this. I saw this. Here we go. Um, we have a monster called the Horndalavasetnet. I just burnt serpent. I butchered that horribly. Bo, look up how to say that, and then you can say it properly, <laughs> but I'll try to do this. Okay. Serpent that lives in a lake near us named, the, oh, sorry, lives in a lake near us that is named after. A few friends of my brother made a local news here in 2012 when they caught a picture of it. Ooh, can you research it and do an episode? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. This sounds amazing. I just got chills too. Ooh, don't like that, Finn. Ooh, you gave me the heebie-jeebies. Some people say it's an eel, but my brother says he saw a sea serpent. No doubt. Yes. Hmm. We can do an episode. I, I, the Horn of Ostaltnit, uh, I believe, is the proper pronunciation. I'm not oh, sure. What I... is the proper pronunciation? No idea. <laughs> Keep getting like Google results for like Magic the Gathering and stuff, and well, it's. I'm sure they've it's used this. No. Yeah. this is a famous serpent. 
over there. It's it's basically the one of the Loch Ness monsters of Norway. So I have done some research it? on it, and uh, I have discussed it in the past with uh, our good friend Katie Elizabeth. That was one of the you know she's the she's the champ lady, and uh, we keep hoping to get her on. Maybe we can ask her about it too when she comes on. So. Yeah. So Finn, it is on the list. Bo cool. is clickety clacking it, as Mark would say, <laughs> onto the list. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. And we love hearing that. So yes. we'll hear more so, in the uh, you know, hello, Norway. And uh, say hi to the trolls. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, the next one is from Linda. Hello, Linda. Hello, Linda. I just listened to your listener tales from Halloween. And that was some scary stuff. Why do you think people want to try to kill the cryptids? I don't understand hunting either. Oh, I oh, like Linda. me to take this one. Go, go for it, Erica. So, unfortunately, I think people have this weird need to destroy things. And I say that because you talk about what a lot of people do. And, like, when people talk online, their first instinct is find out all about them, discredit them, and tear them down. And I think that's because a lot of people have a need to somehow prove that they're better than other people. So, instead of looking at these things like majestic creatures that we should discover more about, learn more about, but they've probably been here longer than we have for the most part. I think people just have an inherent need to be buttheads. And it's unfortunate because um, I think one thing that would help us all on this planet is to take the approach of live and let live and be willing to look at something, even if you don't understand it, and be willing to learn and educate yourself more about it. I mean, we have all kinds of things that happen in this world that are terrible because of that, this is just a symptom of it. So now, as for, as for hunting, I grew up hunting. My family hunted, uh, but we only hunted, you know, what we needed for the winter. It wasn't like we were starving family, but my family had grown up from hunting, that. And a you lot know, of families do that, which is yeah, fine. Yeah, stock the freezer, and you know, you. But if you do it properly, you know, with proper conservation techniques, you get, you know, you kill your one or two deer, depending on what state you're in, per year, and that fills up a freezer for all of winter and you're good to go. You don't have to go down to the Piggly Wiggly or the Publix or whatever. But um, I don't think people are hunting Bigfoot to stock their free. No, no, I don't. And I understand that some people want that body. They want to be the one that gets it. But I also think, you know, we don't know how smart these things are. And, and the very likelihood is these things are so rare, they are endangered. So yeah. if you want to kill the last one, I mean, there's that one video that online of that one bird that mates for life and it was the last one of its kind and it was singing its song trying to find mate. its mate and it's just one of those most sad things you've ever seen in your life do you want to be the one who killed the last female bigfoot yeah you know and, and you know and there are never going to be any more you know yeah we proved they exist but you're the jerk who killed the last one i agree so linda thank you okay greetings travelers taylor greetings greetings mark keeps bringing <laughs> I was happy when I saw oh, this one. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Oh, okay. Mark keeps bringing up something called Bureau 13, and Erica keeps shutting him down to it. <laughs> what is it? I can't find an old PC game or an RPG when I Googled it. Which one are you arguing about, Taylor? Oh, Taylor, uh, you don't understand, Mark. I, I'm going to let Mark answer this question, but he finally insert. Yeah, I'm giving you a couple minutes. You have like two minutes. All right. But he will insert this stupid game into any conversation he Not possibly a stupid can. stupid game. So. Okay, whatever. All right, so okay. for those of you who grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons, stuff like that, there was one in the 80s made by the great Richard Tachulka, who's sadly no longer with us. 
he made a game called Bureau 13. And it was basically, imagine Men in Black slash X-Files, but with heavy artillery. And uh, you would hunt monsters and you would hunt ghosts and aliens and things like that. It covered the gamut. Uh, when the uh, Men in Black comic came out, they were doing the same stuff. And they found out, oh, they've been playing Bureau 13. And when X-Files came out, one of the things they talked about was Polchek the Night Stalker, which was one of the inspirations for Bureau 13. So it was a role play, tabletop role-playing game. They did make a PC game of it. That's what you usually find when you Google it. But the role-playing game is still available. Uh, Tritac, it's available at Drive-Thru RPG, I believe. And Mark you can get will it. include some I'll links. I'll include some links if you want to play. And it's a lot of fun. It's a great series. There were some great modules. And there were some great novels that came out by the late, great Nick Pallotta. And he wrote three books in a, or four books in a series on it. And they're a lot of fun. So that's why we talk about it. One of these days, I'd love to do an episode on it, but that's not really our thing. But it did lead to other things. So... Very Thanks cool. for asking, Taylor. And now you know. Okay. Still going to shut him down. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. This one's from David. I just followed you all and picked up a copy of A Lonesome October because your videos were great. Oh, uh, thank you. I get avoiding copyright, but Mark and Erica should totally read it online. Get Callie in on it and have fun. Maybe a fanfic sequel. See you on the other side, David Lipton. Hey, so. David. So we, me and Mark have talked about this. So the, here's there's a little caveat, okay? I think next year we're going to attempt to do something with this. Similar. And now we have Bo similar. But there is a foundation called... The Amber, the Amber Foundation, which is the Roger Zelazny, the author of A Night in the Lonesome October. Uh, he passed away some time ago and his family has the rights to the books. There used to be a thing we called the October Society where a lot of us would read it online and post videos and do things like that. Uh, there are people doing it again. But what happened was that foundation at one point shut everybody down. They were like cease and desist. And they closed all the old channels. And they're all gone. And we don't want that to happen to us. So, so I mean, some people actually lost their channels. Because that is copyright infringement. The author, I would say buy the book. There is an audio version of the book read by the author. Uh, Roger Zelazny before he passed away. It's very good. We will do maybe some bits. Maybe we'll, do some we'll see some pieces of yeah, it. Well, how far we can get with uh, you know, what we can get with uh, copyright and, law. And so. to be honest, we probably will not do it on Area Travels. It will probably be on our personal yeah. Facebooks and Instagrams and stuff like that so that we don't jeopardize you but, guys being able to find us. But yeah, I could, I don't, but which of us gets to be snuff and which of us gets to be gray mock? That's the question. I'm going to be snuff. All right. All right. I thought, I'll, I'll just, I'll be quick line. You should that'll be quick line. I'll be that'll quick be good. line. Uh, Bo can be uh, gray mock. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that'll be great. And Callie can uh, come in and be, she could be all the, uh, any of the other creatures. Yeah. But she'd be, she'd be great as, uh, Oh man, she she she'd be really good as needle. Yeah, I was so, gonna say needle. So yeah, yeah. we will we'll we'll do that. So thank you very much, Thanks, David. Thanks, David. And, and yeah, it's a great book. I'm glad you picked it up. I'm glad you're enjoying our show too. So yes. Okay. So this is from Austin. What is the most bizarre or unbelievable story you've ever heard or experienced in regards to cryptids or folklore? Well, that's really two questions, my friend Austin. Oh. Um, because Bizarre and unbelievable are... Okay, so we'll pick one fun. I think we should each pick one fun yeah, yeah, that we've yeah. heard. One unbelievable story I heard, but I do actually want to travel to this inn, is 
there is supposedly an inn, and I want to say it's in Atlanta or in Georgia somewhere, where a replay, two replay ghosts, one of the ghosts, and I don't want to go too deep into the story because I think it's something we should go into, is chasing the other with an axe mm -hmm. and kills them in this hallway in this hotel repetitively, like mm. over and over again. It's like an Airbnb kind of yep. thing. And it's a replay and they will be there. You'll hear her scream, run, and the guy come down and then they appear. Now it's very unbelievable, but somebody told me this many years ago now that this was a thing. And so it's something that I haven't touched, but it's one of those things I want us to investigate to see if it happened okay. because there's a lot of, intrigue around it this is unfortunately back in the time when slaves were being kept in the yeah. south and stuff like that so there's there's some levels that we're going to have some trigger warnings on when we go down this rabbit hole but apparently it was at a plantation that is now a bed and breakfast so oh wow yes well for me it would have to be there was one incident that was reported to me and it was in the early 1950s and it was a minor league baseball team was having a game and it was a, a game where there was like, you know, they were just playing each other. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like another team was visiting and stuff. So it was like a, it was like a spring training type thing. Yeah. And while they were there, a UFO came over, flew over the game and everyone fell asleep. And then they all wake up two hours later and it's gone. You know, the, the, the ship is gone, but everybody is literally sleeping on the field, everything. It made a blip. You know, there were a few people who sent me this story when I was researching Erie Appalachia and it's just, it's one of those, I couldn't find a single witness, the baseball team. It's like they never existed. And it's just, it was such a bizarre story and I can find nothing on it. And then the, even the email address of the guy who sent it to me is like a bogus email address. That for me was an unbelievable story because I think I would have heard of that. I think that would have made some sort of blip in the UFO because this was in the 60s when MUFON was available and uh, Project Blue Book was still out there. If this was covered up, this is a hell of a cover-up. Weird. Yeah, but that's that would be my oddball. As for the most odd cryptid, I, I love the squonk. I would love him with all my heart to be real, but I know that he is the squonk. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Bo, do you have a an oddball thing? I love the concept of a flap in that like you know there'll be like a ufo thing and then like a cryptid thing at the same time yeah it brings up a lot of questions about are cryptids aliens are aliens cryptids like that concept is really cool to me and um the windows yeah, windows yeah. like like a dimensional window is opened and all this stuff happens and then it's corroborated by a bunch of different people. And then you brought up missing time. And those stories are so interesting of like a couple being on the road and then missing time and who knows what happened. And then there's like a corroborated evidence of like a UFO or something passing by in another area. Flaps. I love flaps. <laughs> good. Yeah. Overlap. Overlap's good. Thanks for the question, Austin. Well, well, you know, hope, hopefully that helped. Okay, you're next. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is from Josh. I have a coworker that swears he saw a Thunderbird in the Pennsylvania Appalachians. He seems pretty serious about it. It has me wondering if anyone in here has seen anything similar or know of any local stories related to the Thunderbird. So what is a Thunderbird? Just uh, to clarify. So a Thunderbird is usually considered by the native lore to be the lords of the sky. And most appearances of them 
it's not the Harry Potter thing, although it is, isn't too far because she did dig into the folklore that these things are giant birds that fly over the sky. And they're called thunderbirds because they make the thunder sound when they fly over. And sometimes they bring the rain. People would pray to them when they needed rain. They and look stuff. like giant eagles, right? Is that yeah. generally, generally? Generally. Now, some people associate them with the pterodactyls, you know, the, the you know, or like a more reptilian flying creature like the snallygaster and stuff like that. And then sometimes they get them confused with the rock, R-O-C, which is another, you know, mythological bird, the you know, great bird that flies in the sky. And they tend to be interchangeable when people mention Thunderbirds, but Thunderbirds are very specific. Uh, but so we I have would, heard stories of Thunderbirds. And in Pennsylvania yeah. and in Maryland, in that area, that seems to be a concentrated area, like, like you know, Bo said, like an area where they like to congregate. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, probably the most famous would be the Snallygaster in that area because yeah. that was Maryland, Pennsylvania, uh, all the way over to West Virginia. So. But listeners, if you know anything about this area yeah, and please. have seen Thunderbirds, please share it with us. Yeah, Josh would like to know, and we, you know, we'd love to tell him more. So this next one looks like we don't have a name. Okay, no, this is an anonymous sent to me. Okay, here we go. My son went hunting last night, bagged his biggest buck yet, an eleven point. I'm happy for him. We utilize the meat, of course, which is good. We were just talking about that. However, should I be concerned? Anything I should do? The reason I'm asking is my son has a legal hunting license, countered the buck around 5 to 6 p.m., shot with a black powder rifle. Well, that's interesting. This was still daylight, but I said night, in quotations. Some say dinner, supper. Some say come down and see us, but it will actually be traveling north. He uses a blind and sits quietly for hours at a time. Yes, he does have a job because this happens on Halloween. That's my concern. I thank my son for the meat and he thanked the animals always. But I heard that it could be bad luck to kill a deer or any animal on Halloween. He is 20 years old and I was asking on his behalf. You are here to protect our children and give us advice, right? Wow. That was sent to me personally. Okay. Uh, So. Yeah. uh, So I... I understand why you were being very specific about night and you know dinner or supper because not allowed to hunt deer after dark. Yeah. So um so that's why I get it. and you were shooting with a black powder rifle which is some season. I didn't ask where you were because as long as you're following the state laws, you know, you know you can hunt black powder rifle for a couple of weeks. I think black powder rifle you can hunt anytime. Uh, but uh, you know, like a regular gun, you can only hunt for a couple that's weeks. That's why he's asking this question. No, no, Mark, I'm just saying. That this Mark, is all that- what is a black powder rifle? Because I'm thinking a musket, and that's I'm exactly what that is. That's a flintlock or a musket. That's you're still allowed to hunt with those anytime during deer season. Like they have a season for bow, they have a season for. Uh, not bobo, but you know, like a longbow. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, uh, and then they have a season for you know guns, and then they have a season where you don't, you know, you're not allowed to hunt for a couple of weeks, and then you're allowed again, you know, towards the end of winter. Yeah, and so that's why I think they were being very specific about when this happened in Halloween. Is it bad luck to kill a deer or an animal on Halloween? I have never heard that. No, I don't think so. But I will say this about this time of year: it is when the veil is the thinnest, and if there are nature spirits and things like that they could be more attentive during that time so i think what you guys did is the right thing to do i think thanking the animal i i've always believed in that personally yep. thanking the animal that for was something i just themselves. to do yeah and so i think that as long as your son does that and you know also does not 
um, and follows the rules, which it sounded like he did, I think that you're totally protected on that night. So I think your son is totally okay and you guys are totally okay. But I love that you asked, but always give yeah. thanks to the the nature spirits and the animal for giving themselves yeah, to just... you. And please do use the meat. Do not, whether you need it and if others, if you can't utilize it, give it to others because there are That's, others that need it. In there are places community. that are always taking donations yeah. for meat. So yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But thank you for sharing that anonymous and we hope we you know, gave you some advice. So Shelly sends us, moving to the mountains on the state line of Virginia and West Virginia. Any folklore or hauntings in the area? Anything I should be aware of? We are mountain folks and love to hike at night. Okay. Well, Shelly, that's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was going to say, that's a big question because... I think that's an episode just, right there. That's that's just, yes. Here is the Erica advice and then Mark can give advice. One... If anything starts talking to you, do not talk back to it under any circumstances. If you get a feeling like you should not be there, I don't care if you set up camp or whatever, you should not be there. Pack your crap and leave. And just listen to what's around you. There are a lot of spirits that in general, including Bigfoot and stuff like that, that try to warn you when you get too close to their space, whether it's throwing rocks or knocking on trees or doing things. If something is going, hey, you're too close to me, you're too close to it, go away from it. I severely say, do not go. You know what? I'm going to go investigate that <laughs> because it's trying to tell you in the way it tries to tell you. It's not going, hey, you want to come over and have tea? It's like going, hey, can you get the crap out of here? Yep. Please. That's my advice. And then don't whistle in the woods at night. Yeah. Another classic. And um, if you hear your name, you know, unless you know the person is looking for you don't respond and but, bring something that makes noise yeah like a foghorn or something you don't have to necessarily bring a gun but bring something that could scare off things coming towards you because making noise 99 of the time will scare things off if it's something not of this word or world or a spirit and it's continuing get out yep yep no there are plenty of folklore hauntings in the area we could do an episode just on that area easily. I would recommend picking up Erie Appalachia, available from fine bookstores anywhere Maybe or on now on Audible. Uh, but uh, you know, that has a big stuff in that area. One of the fun things to visit in that area, it's in uh, that area of West Virginia, is the Shawnee Abandoned Amusement Park. You have to call ahead, make an appointment, but it's super haunted, but it's also just an amazing place to take pictures. Yeah. Definitely recommend that you know that uh but yeah uh shelly keep listening we'll we'll put that on the list of things to do all right i think we should take a break and come back with some listener stories okay sounds good destiny beard the lyrical soprano who will haunt your dreams With her alluring melodies and intricate harmonies, this dark siren of wistful song shall capture your soul and lead you into the night. Check out Destiny's new single, The Haunting Is Over, with international musicians Sam Haynes and Gary Bennett, as well as her other musical works at destinybeard.com. Erie Appalachia, 
Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. And what are those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock, or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio, to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. We're back. I love these listener tales. This is crazy. Yeah, is it listen- my turn or your turn? Whose turn? Um, is it? I don't remember. I think it's yours. Okay. So, so why don't we go ahead and we got a few more questions and then we'll get into some tales. So. Okay, here we go. So this is from Danielle. Hello, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Something ran through my yard just before dawn. This Nope. No. no. Uh, <laughs> not interested in need- any of this. Nope. I'm going right. to continue. All right, you got this? <laughs> oh, All right. I already got this. Wow. That was quick. Okay, here we go. Whew. Something ran through my yard before dawn this morning. Something tall and fast and all blacked out. Definitely bipedal. I could hear its footsteps running in the leaves. It was about as tall as an average-sized door. My dogs were also outside with me, but they didn't react to it, especially, which is odd, as they're very good at alerting me when something's up. I didn't hear it approach, and I didn't hear it after it disappeared from my sight. Only the footsteps as it was in my line of sight. Oh, I don't like any of this. Okay. Keep in mind, this happened in the center of my three acres. No roads, no neighbors, streetlights, etc. We're in the country. It covered about 60, 70 feet in space in no more than five or six steps within two to three seconds. It mostly resembled a shadow with very long arms. This was a week before Halloween. I said Erica was... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I said Erica will say nope and I should move. Yes, you should. Danielle, burn it to the ground. Go. No, just don't. Do you all know anyone that may have had an experience with anything like this? Am I crazy? Because I feel a little crazy right now. So, Danielle, first and foremost, one, you're not crazy. Two, I'm joking when I said nope. And three, that was a dogman, probably. That is my guess, is it sounds like a dogman. And it just sounds like it was passing through. I don't see a day as much as I'm, I would never go into your yard if you invited me there ever, <laughs> ever. But that's what that's, it sounds like. I, and to me, it almost sounded like a, you know, you know a, sh- a shadowy figure with long arms. Yeah, that's something blending in with the night. We've discussed this. This is kind of something that they do is camouflage And that's why they're so hard to see. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, you might have that in your area. I, I think maybe. And it sounds like a juvenile. Like, yeah, not an adult, but yeah. And the, the fact that the dogs weren't alerted, that meant that the dogs weren't scared of it, which means it was not acting aggressively. It was literally just passing through. So um, I would just say be just cautious. Keep your eyes open. Maybe set up a you know, trail cam out there. Mm-hmm. Something just try to catch some evidence. And if anything, you'll keep us posted. Uh, if you would like me to reach out to a team, or something in that area, please send us another email. 
I'm happy to, you know, re reach out to local teams because you didn't say where you were exactly. And, uh, you know, and I, I have like teams me, all over the United States and the world that would be happy to go investigate. Yeah. So. And if you would like me to send you some realtor listings of where you could move to, you can go <laughs> that as well. I, I'm fine with the noping out of that. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that, okay. I think that's what we need to start reaching out for sponsors is to yeah. get some realtors to, <laughs> if you need to nope out of your location. <laughs> we can run some ads. If, if you're like Erica and would nope out of that particular <laughs> domicile. We'll post it for you. Okay. All right. So this one oh, oh, came I from know our, this email. Yeah, it came from my favorite email I, address. I know it's yours, but I'm but gonna read it. Go ahead. It's, go it's, ahead. Oh, yeah. This okay. was when I saw this one. I literally got this yesterday. Oh, and so I was like, it has to go in. It has to go in the notes. I know. I know. Bo, okay. this is your first time hearing from this guy. So. Yeah. Here we go. I get the feeling you all are not taking my admonishments to heart. I'm only emailing out of concern for your safety. Keep discussing monsters and legends. Stay away from the skies and the conspiracies if you know what's good for you. Mark, you know the stakes. Stop dragging more people into danger. Stay closers because some doors can't be closed. X. So he's obviously following our uh, Night in the Lones of October because he's talking about cl staying closed. Yeah. So uh, this is we. Uh -huh. This is that strange email that I get every once in a while. It's pretty I, crazy. What? Because we are talking. But about, what about what about the skies? That like UFOs? UFOs. He doesn't like us talking about UFOs or conspiracy theories. So he he really reacted. With the Mandela effect, Indrid Cold, and I forget the other one. We get an email from this guy every once in a while. It's a the address is a very strange address. Callie did some digging on the address, and it's a just a very generic hotmail address. So, uh, for those of you listening, uh, I don't think we're in danger, but it's one of those. We days. are very careful, and here's the thing, X. We appreciate it when we talk about these things. We're talking about stuff that. We know and we've discovered, and we're also trying not to necessarily give opinions, but if it is an opinion and it's our opinion, but we want our listeners to form whatever opinions they have, we appreciate that you're looking out for our safety, but I don't think we've crossed the line, but you know, let us know if you continue to think we crossed the line, but please be specific so we can understand exactly where the borders of things yeah, are. For, for you, we'd like to know. We'd like to know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we look so forward to your emails. So <laughs> You need to take the sarcasm out. All right, yes, we look so forward to your emails. Oh, no, that so. wasn't any better. I, I, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not a good liar. So, all right. So this one's from Harriet, sweet Harriet. I always think of, uh, uh, so I married an ex-murderer when I hear that name. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, hi, Mark and Erica. Hello. Hi. You both mentioned you live in Western North Carolina. Yes, it's a very big area. So, uh, you know, have you heard the story of the siren of the French Broad River? I heard it as a Cherokee story. I live near Asheville and have been on the river a lot. And a few folks have told me to stay away from the deep parts. Love to hear your take on it, Harriet. Oh, I think you need to write that down, Bo, as an episode for us. Siren I, I do know, French I do know the story. There is a Cherokee name for it that I don't know off the top of my head, and I know I'd butcher it anyway. So we so. should find somebody who locally we will find somebody, Harriet, to give us more advice on this. We'll just we'll do research, but I yeah. think the best thing we could say is let's do some research yep. and then let's find um, a Cherokee expert, a Cherokee on expert this, on it, yeah. because I know it's something that lives in the waters and it draws you to the deep waters, and you see this beautiful face, oh, and that's the last thing you see. So yeah, it's very no, much a siren. No, so no, but, uh, stay out of the deep end of the pool yeah, anyway. Yeah. 
All right, last one, last question. So Here go ahead. Go. Jane. Hello, Jane. Okay, greetings, travelers. Greetings. greetings. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah, it's so just sad that it's just over. So I, I love you. I love spooky season and met you all at Scarefest. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had a fun time there. I've been catching up on old episodes. I know you mentioned Robert the doll a lot and you had a mini one. Where does he live so my husband can go visit Stay Scary? Jane. Uh, Where does Jane. Robert the doll live? Robert lives in Key West, Florida, 99% of the time. He only leaves very, very, very rarely. He does not live in a certain haunted museum in Las Vegas that he, you know, certain people advertise that he is there. He is not. Yeah. He is down in Key West at the Fort East Martella Museum. If you go to robertthedoll.com, you can visit him. Uh, you know, schedule your tour when you're down to visit. And uh, just remember, you do not take pictures without asking. There are rules posted for visiting Robert the Doll. And we will say this with the utmost seriousness. Follow the rules for visiting Robert. Yep. Robert is an amazing, beautiful, handsome boy. Follow the rules. Yep. And so. you know, if you want more information, you can watch that documentary on uh uh, Max, yeah, somebody was in the documentary yeah, about Robert the doll. I don't know, but anyway, I was gonna uh, say, yeah, thank that was you. a good plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you all for uh, for 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 those questions. My yeah. goodness, so yeah, please but, send any questions to us. Hopefully, we answered them all. And yep, and uh, so now let's go into some listener stories. Ooh, I like so, listener stories. Let's do two or three of those. I let's, think that's a good I think idea. That's a good idea because we've got a little bit more time left. Okay. So. I let you go first. All right. So this is from Shivani. Thank you for sending this, Shivani. It says, hi, Mark and Erica. Hello. Hi. I am listening to your Halloween special episode, and some of the stories reminded me of something that's happening. Ooh, I am uh, not since... Oh, Erica's already out, and that's the first sentence. Yeah, I can feel it. I can feel it. You know when these... these you I know, can't. So, all right. Can't. So. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I am not sensitive to the paranormal, but am a believer of fae and cryptids. However, something happened. I don't know how to explain it. I moved into my dorm for college, and somewhere in the chaos... I lost a reusable bag of reusable bags that I use for groceries. At first, I thought it was just lost and that when uh, and that I'll find it when I pack up and move out. I still mostly believe this, but I've looked everywhere in my room and car. I've also looked at home for them, but I still can't find any trace of them. I know I can just get some more, but one was a gift and I feel bad for losing it. This wasn't the first thing I've lost with no trace. I used to collect Disney pins and had gotten one of those pin bags to store them. About a year or two ago, I wanted to look through them because I hadn't seen them in a while and I was feeling nostalgic. I've torn through my room, memory closet, and game room to look for it, but I can't find it, like my reusable bag. We had moved back in 2016, but I had seen them after that. My parents say that they will look for the pins in a few places that they think they are, though I think the bags will be somewhere in my dorm room and my pins somewhere in my bedroom at home. But then again, they are known to move things around and drive people mad. I don't know what I should do, but continue to look for them. I just want my shit back. <laughs> Shivani. <laughs> Shivani, do a trade. Yeah. Say you're doing a trade. They yep. like shiny objects. So yeah. my my guess is that you could probably, and I would start with the pins, but I would make the announcement very clear and bring some shiny objects yeah. and leave them and say that you want to trade for them. Because if it's been this long, those pins in their mind belong to them. Yeah. So 
Yep, I'm afraid. Yeah, you've you might have 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 lost them for some time. Although I have heard stories where people got these things back, you know, a decade later. Oh no, or, but yeah, you or, have to yeah. trade them for whatever it is that they want back. And I would also throw no offense an apology in. Yeah, because there I'm... might be something that you did unknowingly that upset them. So they like treats and yep. they like shiny objects. Keep in mind, you're going to have to exchange for the equivalent. That is my yep. advice to you. Yep, yep. The the fellow of apple pies. Yes, so, they yeah, like sweet the, things. Sweet so. things. So, but uh, yeah, uh, Shivani, I wish I could tell you an exact you know measure of that, but definitely you know just you know do like like Erica says, it's probably best leave something out and make an intent and say, hey, I'd like these things back, uh, and they are personal to me. Mm-hmm. They mean something to me, and I'm offering you this as something from my heart to you. Yeah, don't, don't offer anything more than that, because that can get you into a whole other trouble. Yeah, so. yeah, that's my advice. Okay. All right. So here we go. Hi, lovely traveler team. Oh, hi. Oh. I feel lovely now. That's yes, nice. I do. So, well, that's rare for you. Okay. Your podcast is amazing. Thank well, you. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just <laughs> Thank you so I much. I swear Mark's in a mood today. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad I found it. I wrote you a while ago with a question about Abraham Lincoln figure my younger daughter used to see. No. Thank you so much for your... Oh, my gosh. I just got it again. Yeah. Full, whew, full goosey bumps. I'm sorry. This is a goosey bump episode for me. Okay. Well, I would say it's good. Thank you so much for your input. A couple of days ago, I was listening to an episode where you shared your ghost stories, and Erica spoke of seeing a dragon as a child. It brought up a memory, and I thought I would see if I can get your take. Please do not use my name. In my profession, I need to be seen as practical. Okay. This happened back in the early 90s. And it's from a time in my life I don't like to think too much about. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. When my older daughter was a baby, before her dad and I split up, we lived in a little house near Phoenix, Arizona. My daughter's father had been an addict before we met. Mm. As part of his recovery process, he became interested in spiritual and paranormal matters which was what drew us together. However, shortly after our daughter's first birthday, he fell off the wagon and he fell hard. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Things got dark and strange really quickly. I won't get into details. The scariest thing is what's relative here is that I started to feel like we weren't alone in our house. Oh, Personally, I began to experience terrible brain fog, lethargy, depression, fear, and especially when I was home. I burned sage, prayed, and played spiritual music, etc. I also avoided the house. We had our own business, and I did the accounting work from home. I started taking the paperwork to the park, the mall, anything to get out of the house. One afternoon, I was so tired when I put my baby down for a nap, I fell asleep. I woke up with a heavy weight on my chest, and I could barely breathe. There was something that looked like a dragon. I saw it with my eyes and my mind, if that makes sense. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Black snout, red and black furled wings, and black talons digging into my chest. It hurt. Terrified and without thinking, I began singing an old Sunday school song from my childhood. It might have been the song or it might have been the act of singing woke me up fully. Whatever, the dragon went away. I forced myself to get up and check on my daughter who was also sleeping peacefully. I knew that what I had just experienced was not a dream and I didn't know what to do. I was crying. In our bedroom, we had a large bookshelf with dozens of books on a variety of topics. Most of them 
were used, picked up with lots of old bookstores and yard sales, and hadn't been read yet. I turned in the direction of the bookshelf trying to think. A small paperback book, almost pamphlet, suddenly fell off the shelf. The ceiling fan was going, so that might have had something to do with it, but the timing was spectacular. Of course, I picked it up. It was a very quick read, self-published by a woman who used spirit guides to direct lost souls to the other side. In the back of the book was a phone number for people to get in touch with her. The number was long distance. I think it was the Navajo Nation. The book was over a decade old mm. and the long distance was expensive, but the universe gives you a phone number, you call it. True that. Yes. Very true. The woman who answered the phone was not the author of the book. The woman died a few years before, but the woman had been her apprentice. She said she could help me. She didn't want me to pay her, which was a good thing since I didn't have much money. She told me to call her back. She was going into a trance and would let me know what she found. Our house was riddled with unquiet spirits, which can be attracted by addiction. But she told me it could have been a lot worse. I was feeling some of the effects, but according to her, my daughter was completely clear, possibly because of the sage and other things I had done. And I should keep doing those things. It took her a couple of days to clear them all, but I began feeling better almost immediately. I've made sure to regularly cleanse and protect any place I've lived in ever since. But she did not have the answer for the dragon I saw. I completely know it wasn't a dream. What do you think? Have a beautiful day. All right. So first of all, I think that I'm completely freaked out, but... <laughs> I, I do have an answer. Do you? You think, do? Yeah, I do. All right. I want to hear it. So here's the thing about sleep paralysis and sleep demons. I think that a lot of us have ideas or pictures of things and spirits can play off of those pictures of what you're afraid of. Like some yeah. people will say they've seen clown ghosts or like I've talked about this and I jokingly the say things that make no sense for yeah, that area. Yeah. Cosplay ghosts. But what I think can happen is we have fears and things. I also, from my experience, my personal experience, believe there is such a thing as a spirit trying to take a body from another person. Oh, like, yeah. I, I think this is true. And I call it blanketing. And I think that that's what you can perceive as uh, a sleep paralysis demon or something like that. And because the song, I firmly believe the song did what you thought because it's anchored to probably a positive memory. So these things and feeling like a wet blanket's on you, that a weight is on you, all of these things I feel sometimes is what I call a blanketing effect where it's almost trying to force you to be smaller and it take over. Oh, it's, it's, and this is not, I'm not an expert. I don't think I'm an expert. I've just had the sensations token, spoken to people who've had this very same sensation. So I believe the dragon is very real, but a dragon for a lot of us, especially something that's demonic sounding, which is what this sounded like, is terrifying. And the claws is terrifying. And therefore it can put the pressure on you because of that. So um, I, yes, I, that's what I think it was. And I, I tend to lean into that fear monger yeah. type thing where it knows what you're afraid of and it wants that so much. And it can't, you know, that combined with the sleep paralysis. Yeah, your 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 brain was making a nightmare and this is what, you know, you subconsciously were afraid of, but it was something else feeding on that. And that's why it was triggering it and continuing it. Uh, that is common with households with addiction. Uh, and I don't like to say... You know, like we don't say demonic entities or no. negative entities 
tend to attract to negative people. And I so. think it's also, there's a heaviness. And um, when you're around people who are addicted to things, you, and especially people who tend to be um, like Al-Anon's, like enablers, without yeah. wanting to be an enabler. I'm not saying you were getting him the drugs, but, you know, what can happen is there's a heaviness and there is a loss. And I think spirits can pick up on those kind of things and end up going, hey, there's something I can I can pull from this because there's not where if you have the happiness and stuff like that. And also your daughter did not have that, right? No. Did not have the heaviness necessarily at that young age. So thank you for sharing your story. Yes, with us. I, I hope glad. that helps, but you're Thanks not for crazy. sharing your previous story too. We love the Abraham Lincoln. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. the, the led to the hat man stuff. So yes. Uh, well, so uh, keep in touch and uh, good luck you know, with everything. And so I'm gonna hug you. So yeah, you're getting virtual a hug from us virtual virtual So next time you see us at a con, definitely just come up. Uh, you'll get a hug from us. We're, yeah, we're glad good mothers. Yeah. Glad to. So, okay. all right. So uh, next one. Hi, Mark and Erica. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is Tracy Henry, and yes, go ahead, you can say my name. My brother, Trey Hunton, uh, from the Gator Boys TV show, told me I had to listen to your podcast because Erica reminded him of me. So, <laughs> well, hi, Trey. Hi, Trey. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Tracy, yeah. So I have a tale that is pretty creepy, and to this day, I still wish it had never happened. You so, and me both, sister. All right, I'm buckling be in because yeah. this is, I, I, if you're family is part of the Gator Boys TV show. I am all in yeah, on this. So, 100%. all right. So, yeah. All right. So, so my whole life I've had some sightings of ghosts slash spirits. They were mostly benign and yeah, scared me, but they were pretty harmless. That sounds yeah, that's about right. Uh, that is until my husband and I rented a small three bedroom trailer in McDonald, Pennsylvania, in Southwest Pennsylvania. My husband and I have one of those marriages that people wish they have. We can spend 24-7 together, and we can still be able to not end to get into huge arguments. Love Ooh, that. So, I love that. Uh, the first year in this trailer, things were going okay. We started bickering a lot over really dumb things, and it just got being angry all the time. We bought a dog, and he would look down the hallway and start to growl. We'd turn on the light, and nothing was there ever. And yes, I was getting creeped the F out when that happened, because it would be a little bit chillier than normal. Now, I have two children from a previous relationship, and they stayed with us on the weekends. We always were off from work. I worked daytime, and my husband worked overnight. During the week, I would sleep in my daughter's bedroom at the back of the trailer, because it was warmer than my bedroom, except for her closet that was always really cold. <laughs> at the time, I really didn't think anything about that. Yeah, I so one night I was taking my kids back to their father's place and my husband stayed home to get a little sleep before his ride came to get him for work. As I got back, his friend pulled her car behind mine. My husband comes rushing out of the trailer and hugs me tighter than normal and whispers in my ear, pray really hard tonight. Oh. I pull back and look at him. His face was whiter than a sheet. I ask him what's wrong, but he said, I'll see you tomorrow. So I'm thinking no, I'll tell you tomorrow. I'll tell you tomorrow. So I'm thinking is something wrong with a family member or a friend? Well, the next day I come home from work and this is what he told me. He was dozing in the recliner when all of a sudden he saw as clear as day a black hooded figure standing in the middle of the living room. He could clearly see the weave of the fabric, but where the face was was just a black void. It faded out, and he got up and got ready as fast as he could to get out of the house. 
To say I was scared was the understatement of the century. I'm scared right now, and this didn't even happen to me. I told him that we need to get someone in to either do a cleansing or something. So he said he'd start researching that night, but it gets so much worse before anybody came. Oh, my God. I'm not buckling properly for this. Oh, I told you. told you. The next night, I'm sleeping in my daughter's room because he's working. I've got the dog with me. As I'm laying in the bed reading, I hear multiple voices whispering. It was pretty audible. The dog heard it and started to growl. And then there was a loud pounding up near the ceiling. The knob on the closet started rattling, and it was pounding in the freaking dresser. I like freaking. That's a good word. The dog started barking and went to the closet and was growling and barking at that. I'm crying and yelling at it to stop that it was not welcomed here. I started praying to God, the archangels, Michael, Gabriel. I asked my departed mom and mother-in-law to intervene for me, and nothing worked. I called my husband at work while it was going on, and he could hear the banging over the phone. It lasted about 10 minutes when I called him and told him that he needed to get someone out there ASAP. That weekend, we had a paranormal team in. We were in the kitchen doing EVPs, and there was a loud growl that we all heard. The temperature in my daughter's closet was literally 20 degrees colder than the rest of the house. So the leader of the group was a medium, and he told us that my daughter's closet was a portal and that somehow a couple of spirits got caught in one that was dark energy, but the other spirit was holding a Bible and trying to help us get rid of the dark entity. He went into a trance, and with the help of the light entity, they convinced the dark one to go. We thought it was over. But nope. Nope. Not, I can't <laughs> say that that wasn't going to work. So anyway, yeah. ooh, not, not happy with that paranormal team. Go ahead. Nope. Yeah. Burn the house down. Move. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there was a few things that happened afterwards. My husband was taking a nap in my son's room because the sun didn't come in that window when the toy chest started rattling and a box of Legos fell over. So he noped out of that room real fast. High five to your son. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So then we went out to the laundromat. And when we came home, every friggin' faucet was turned on full blast. That was it for me. We started house hunting and we bought a house in Weirton, West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. So my lesson I learned from this is pay attention to your animals. If they're doing something super weird or growling at what you think is nothing, it most definitely is something. And if for some reason you or your significant other start arguing when you usually don't, there's something dark oppressing you. I love your guys' podcast. You keep me company as I'm getting ready for work in the morning at a beer and wine store. Thank you for everything you do, Tracy Henry. So, Tracy, thank you for everything you do working at a beer and wine store because yes. in West Virginia, those are very, very important. I so, agree. Uh, but wow, what a story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I want I want to know Mark what you think this is. Oh, that definitely what the psychic said. I think there was a the, some oh. sort of portal open and it had brought in a negative something and then there was a positive thing fighting it. That's why it was kind of mixed messages. Uh I think you did the right thing by having a team come in and look into it and you know and help. You did all the right steps. You know, Sometimes arguing is a thing that happens and, you know, well, but, but I, I, I want to have a listener's, uh, not a listener tale, but our next ghost story tale, I have one that's like that, that talks about 
that a friend of mine experienced. And when he told me about it, the truth is, is he was getting, and I'm, I'll, I'll explain the whole long story, but the negative things he was getting were not his thoughts he realized. Oh, yeah. And so I've seen this very similar to the blanketing story earlier, where you start getting pictures and things that are not necessarily yours. And if they're not so big and blown out of proportion, which I'll explain later when we yeah. do another episode, you don't immediately realize that they're not your thoughts right. and you're getting somebody else's thoughts, which is what can create that kind of situation is something very minute that suddenly you get a negative twist that it wouldn't have been a negative twist, except for you're suddenly getting it from somebody else. I do think you did the right things, but I think part of what that team could have assisted you with is really checking it out because sometimes when you yep. have those things, it's because it may have been built on a place that shouldn't have been built on a very spiritual place. Well, say, yeah, that's... And closing a portal is not easy. That no, is not an no, easy not, thing. For that's something that happens in a night. That's yeah. something that takes days, weeks of uh, of help. You know, uh, I've had you know people send teams out to the old Hellview site literally over a week period to just make sure every night something was done to make sure it was a little further closed and stuff yeah. like that. So it wasn't reopening. Cause that's the other problem is these things can pop up moving away. Good, good solution. That's Erica's good solution. solution. She will yeah. go out and burn it down. Yeah. That if you, would have, been if you have that option, do it, but yeah. you know, and then just make sure you leave a little note for the next people coming in that, you know, watch out for the closet. I think with that note gang, I think we're going to wrap up. There's more. You guys have sent us so many, uh, but I think that's going to be another episode. So yes. keep them coming, gang. We 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 love you all so much. And these are great. The questions are great. We love the listener tales. We know you all love them too. So please keep sending them. Yeah, please keep sending them. Go to the website, eerietravels.com. You can also vote for us at paranormalitymagazine.com for the top 10 podcasts. We love to get on that. So just go to paranormalitymag.com. If you use the code TRAVELS, you get 10% off any purchases there. And my goodness, please just keep those stories coming. My gosh. Yes. And as you've fun. seen, we got a few lists, uh, a few episodes we're going to have to do off of these ones. So if there's something you want us to look into, let yep. us know. Um, if you want to send us the address to that house, yeah, let us know because Mark and we will do some research to see You're what happened. You're going to be up in West Virginia at that yeah. point. So yeah. it's not going to be very, not very, uh, not too long. So we yeah. are going back up that way. So, but gang, thank you so much for listening. Don't, walk in the woods at night and, and whistle and answer things and watch out for red eye shine watch out for shadow figures with long arms oh and my if gosh you mess with the fae remember to give them sweets and treats and give them ask sweets for and treats back. back and you can do that preemptively too you know yeah they, they like that too so make friends when you move into a new place you know make friends with your your local your local friendly local ghost yes so, and fae and fae and with that gang we will see you on the other side.